Hello there and welcome back to another episode of Fact, Fiction or Bullshit. Or for all you new listeners out there, the FFB podcast for short. My name is PJ and every episode we delve into the unknown to look at the history, the facts, the theories and conspiracies and ultimately decide fact, fiction or bullshit. I also have a Facebook page and an Instagram page, so please feel free to go and check it out. Um, pictures, videos of all weird and wonderful things will be on there. A lot of stuff today about today's podcast as well. Now today is a first for my podcast. This is what you call a special episode. For this podcast, I actually have guests. I'd like to introduce to you my two brothers, Stuart. Hello. And Richard. Hey, how's it going? This is great. This is a first for my podcast. Um, Stu, to you first. Do you believe in aliens and ghosts? Paranormal? Aliens, yes. Paranormal, no. Why no paranormal? No proof. There's loads of videos and pictures. and Not proof. It's fake. It's, it's light. It's shadows. It's people's imagination running wild with them. It's people faking stories for notoriety. Yeah, no. <clears throat> As I told you guys earlier on, uh, this is my brother, the sceptic, and he doesn't believe in anything. So to you, Rich. I believe in aliens. To you, Rich, same question. Um, yeah, well, i probably share the same shoe, really. Uh, I'd like to believe there's aliens out there. I mean, the universe is that vast that, well, we can't be the only ones, right? Exactly. Is, you know, the, the outlook I take on it. I mean, just because we're probably never going to get into contact with them doesn't mean they're not there. Just goes to show exactly it's, how big the universe is. It's very is, narcissistic right? to think that we're the only ones. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. I mean, as, as for the as for the ghosts um, side of things, yeah, I, I don't believe in the paranormal. I mean, like Stu said, anything can be manipulated. You know, any video footage. I mean, technology is a wonderful thing. However, it can go wrong. Yeah, you know, no, Things agreed. get misinterpreted. The amount of videos that are out there are all quite um, sketchy at best. Yeah, I could go out now with my camera and take a video of a ghost and, and make it look like a ghost. No, fair play. Spread like wildfire. Fair play. But you're both in agreement. You believe in aliens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really? I reckon there is. And I'm actually sure I've seen one. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, I'm convinced when I was young, I, I swear to God, looking out the window early one morning, I am sure I saw a spaceship. Do you know what? And you know what the other, the other thing is as well? Aliens themselves are always something that's really giving me the creep. You know, a lot of people, clowns or, you know what I mean, monsters, aliens for me, the ones with the big eyes, their long, slender bodies. So stereotypical Hollywood yeah, yeah, aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about, you know, an alien that's like three foot tall. What, what's that film? Um, Signs. Signs, perfect. Yeah. Them aliens, like, the ones you see, the them type of the gangly ones, long fingers, big head, big eyes. Freaky, mate. Freaky. Well, I'm glad you're both here today. Um, welcome to Fact, Fiction or Bullshit. It's great to have you. So on today's episode, we will be heading out of the Earth's atmosphere, heading all the way to the moon. Because if you was living in 1969, three brave men done exactly that. Or did they? Was this one small step for mankind? Or was it an elaborate hoax just to get one up on the Russians? Or, for a more sinister note, did we get there and get asked politely to leave? That's right, ladies and gents, we are going to be looking at the Apollo 11 mission to the moon. Yet again, on another space episode. So strap in, look up at the stars, and wait for liftoff. I just want to walk you guys through what actually happened, beginning to the end of the Apollo 11 mission. 
It was the morning of July 16th, 1969. Astronauts Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, Michael Collins sit atop of the rocket Saturn V. Stu, you have the Saturn V rocket on Lego, do you? No, I've got the, uh, the space shuttle, but yeah, I will be soon. <clears throat> this rocket uses its 7.5 million pounds of thrust to propel them into space and history. And I might add, this was the most powerful rocket NASA had ever built. Did you know, as well, there was over 12 million parts in that rocket? Yeah, mad, isn't it, when you come to think of how many pieces to just get three humans up to the moon. The scary part is, one small part of that failing, the mission don't happen. I mean, exactly. That's why Apollo 1 blew up. Yeah. Well, that's what they reckon, anyway. But we'll come back to that, because there's, there's always a theory with me. After takeoff, it takes them just 12 minutes to reach the Earth's orbit. And Saturn V is reaching a top speed of 9,840 kilometres an hour. Or, to normal people, just over 6,000 miles per hour. Now that's fast. Yeah. Although it's almost as fast as Ricky driving here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> After one and a half orbits of Earth, Apollo 11 gets a go for what mission controllers call translunar injection. In other words, it's time to head to the moon. Three days later, the crew is in lunar orbit. One day later, Armstrong and Aldrin climb into their lunar module called Eagle and begin their descent, while Collins orbits in the command module Columbia. Now, question to you two guys. Who would you have rather have been on that mission? Would you rather have been the two heading down to the moon or the one solitary guy in that ship going around? 100% going to the moon. I, I feel for the guy who stayed on that ship because he went 95% of the way and did some work and got everyone there. No one remembers him. It's a bit like, um, you can almost liken it to um, that marathon runner. You have a pace runner. Oh, exactly. Someone that don't and is never going to win the race, yeah. but puts in all the effort to keep the pace going and is never going to have a yeah. medal. No one's going to remember their name. Everyone remembers Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong. I agree. Not agree, many yeah. people remember the other guy's name. Yeah, which definitely. So 100%. I'd rather been the guy that stepped on the moon. And you've just got to stay there on your own for a few days. I mean, I'd feel for that guy because he might have had to say, do you know what, I can't get him. I've got to leave him. Can you imagine that? Yeah, that's always an option. It's always that uh, sort of Hollywood scenario, isn't it? It's the risk you take, though, isn't it? I mean, once they got there, Neil Armstrong had to improvise the landing because where yeah. we were landing on the Sea of Tranquility, there was boulders everywhere. So he had to look for a more suitable landing. Um, it was at this time the computer systems started alarming everything. Yeah. Um do you know why that was? Was it because it like a magnetic field at all for a, in the moon? Oh, no, or? apparently what was happening was there was too many commands going through the computer. Well, yeah, we're not talking like microprocessors. It was always it was all relays and switches back then. It was yeah. it wasn't something that it could be reconfigured on the fly. It had all yeah. been predetermined. Once you didn't hit those parameters, the computer was going, "What's wrong? What's wrong?" And he took over. Yeah, right. um, I mean, that's the last thing you want to hear when you're two hundred and forty thousand miles away. Um, and to add to that, he only had 25 seconds worth of fuel remaining. Yeah, he didn't have hardly any when he, left, when he landed. Can you imagine trying to make that, that descent and having to improvise everything? It's, it's like when you're driving along and you see the fuel light in your car come up and you think, I'm just going to keep pushing it. Yeah, and then bingo eventually, fuel. Yeah, bingo fuel. Yeah, bingo fuel. <laughs> but I suppose, though, from his point of view, it's you've got no choice. You have no. to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. You're damned if you do, you're damned if you yeah, don't. So. If, if you don't do it, if you land where it thinks you're going to land, there's a possibility that you could damage your craft and not get back. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
Once he got there, Armstrong then radio Houston. Famous quote, tranquility base here, the eagle has landed. That sends shivers down my spine just <laughs> thinking about it. it. And it's just like, I mean, we all look up and think, do you know what? I'd love to go somewhere like that, wouldn't you? I'd love to go to space. You wearing your, your, your SpaceX NASA t-shirt. Yep. Yeah, but the thing is, I mean, as appealing as it is, as, as, as appealing as it is, I don't know, there's so many risks involved. And, you know, you hear about all the, um, you know, the, the previous disasters of any sort of, you know, space flight. I don't know. There's, there's a lot of risks involved. Yeah, you'd want to be the man, but at the same time, I don't know. I don't think I would want I, to. I won't lie. When I was younger, when I was mid-teenager, I remember waking up one night, uh, one morning, not, I, up, like, up physically upset because I've come to the realisation I was never, ever going to go to the moon. You I'm, just, I'm sorry, Stu. Yeah, I, I still yeah. feel it now. Like, there's one, of, <laughs> one of my dreams is to always go into space. I know it's never going to happen, but that was the realisation when I was a teenager. It's like, you're never going to the moon. Get over it. And even now, it's like, I, I love space. I love anything like that, but... It's good. I, yeah. If this is what normal people should be discussing, I think. I, I, I love it, but yeah. Anyway, on we go. The 20th of July, Armstrong was ready to plant the first human foot on another world. That is iconic. Especially somewhere that's never been explored before. Uh... Without doubt. With more than half a billion people watching on television, he climbs down the ladder and proclaims, that's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Half a billion people. Half a billion people. In the 60s. Yeah, you don't even get that now, really, do you? That's ridiculous. Ridiculous numbers. Shocking. That just goes to show the magnitude of the event, really. I yeah. Mean, yeah. There is nothing you can liken to that right now. No, no nothing at all. What could you? So even like going down to Mariana Trench and stuff like that and help yeah. them. Yeah. Sort of challenge the, the thing is, like, going you know, challenge your deep, you know, down to you know the deepest depths of the oceans, you know it's a possibility that you know we can always go down there. Yeah. But space travel is something just so unknown about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially back then as well. Yeah. Sixties. Yeah. 60s, yeah. yeah. And obviously there was that mad rush to beat the Russians, wasn't yeah. there? Um, and a lot of people think they only done it because the Russians were doing it themselves. 100%. 100%. Otherwise it would not have been rushed over three or four years. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, space race for sure. Yeah. Um, after stepping down, uh, Aldrin, Buzz Aldrin joins him shortly after and offers a simple but powerful description of the lunar surface. Magnificent desolation. Because in reality, it's yeah. a desolate place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they explore the surface for two and a half hours, collecting samples and taking photographs. They left, they, left, they left behind an American flag, a patch honouring the fallen crew of Apollo 1, and a plaque on one of the eagle's leg, leg, and it read, Here, men from the planet Earth first set foot on the moon. July 1969 AD. We came in peace for all mankind. Peace? Uh, yeah, okay, not a chance. Uh, we... It's common knowledge that us as a human race never come in peace. No, I, de I definitely do believe. I, I think at the same time, I mean, going there for the freedom of mankind, just to you know explore, gain some answers, then yeah. But peace, no. you know for sure. The space race itself was all about rockets, almost military might in a sense. What's peaceful about that? Exactly. There we go. Armstrong and Aldrin burst off and dock with Collins on, on Columbia. Colin later recalls that this was the first time in the mission that he actually thought, we can actually pull this off. Can you imagine that feeling well, at the end of it? 
not yeah, even yeah. the beginning. Let's, let's face it, we've all been there in that video game where you thought, you know what, I can actually do this. You know, I can get it done. Could you, could you imagine just exact, you know, how, how, you know, how different that would be in the sense of something that's a great achievement of anything like that, you know, both technological and, you know, just sheer sort of, it's crazy. You can't, you can't, um, yeah, you can never fathom how no, that would feel. You really no. couldn't. Uh, no, I couldn't. Uh, the crew then splashes down just off the island of Hawaii on July 24th. Kennedy's challenge had been met. Men from the Earth have walked on the moon and returned safely. The total time of the mission was 195 hours and 18 minutes. On Kennedy, I watched his speech mm-hmm. about the, 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 the moon. Um, it sounded so inspirational. The, the one that gets me apart, we chose to go to the moon in this decade and do other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Wow. Um, it's a shame he went, I suppose. But that's another conspiracy for another time. I've got a few facts about the moon and the Apollo 11. Uh, the moon is about a quarter of the size of the Earth. It always, always shows the same face. It's actually moving away from the Earth at 3.8 centimetres yearly. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Obviously, the moon controls the tidal, wave, tidal uh, seasons on the Earth. And it even has quakes. They're called moonquakes. About Apollo 11 mission, Armstrong took a piece of wood from the first plane that belonged to the Wright brothers. Um, Here we go. (laughs) This one was, yeah. There was a speech prepared just in case Armstrong and Aldrin had to commit suicide on the moon. Can you imagine that headline? Yeah. The guidance computer that was on Apollo 11 and Eagle was a hundreds of thousands of times less powerful than today's smartphone. Yeah, there was more power in a scientific calculator yep. than it was. Insane. Yeah, and we went to the moon with that. Yeah, that, that's crazy. President Nixon made a phone call to the astronauts on the moon, the longest phone call ever recorded. Oh, longest distance. Yeah, longest oh, okay, distance. Right, sorry, yeah. 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 <clears throat> they still have an experiment working on the moon today, yeah. which is they, they fire a laser up. Yeah, and oh, it reflects. Yeah, yeah. And what, what is that exactly for? Is that to measure how, how far the moon is moving away from the Earth? Yeah, over time? It's, yeah. to be honest, yeah. it's, it serves two purposes. One, to measure the distance, yeah. and to two, to prove that there's something up on the moon. You know, NASA <coughs> considered Neil Armstrong the best pilot in the world at that time. He actually got his driving license, oh, sorry, his pilot's license before his driving license. Bloody hell. Um, but straight off the bat, we know that this was never a mission about exploration and peace. This was the height of the Cold War. Both the US and Russia had the same idea. Um, they were saying that whoever got there first could build like a nuclear base. Typical. We, we go to somewhere we've never been before and all we want to do is build a base that we can send bombs off to blow up Russia. I mean, it's typical humans, right? Obviously, you know about Werner von Braun. Yeah, I'm always reading about <laughs> Colonel Von Braun. Yeah, well, he was um, he was um, a Nazi scientist, and he developed the V two rockets. Oh right, yeah, I've seen programs on him. Yeah, o- Operation Paperclip. He surrendered to the U.S. government. They wiped out all his war crimes, but said, "You've got to work for us." Yeah, yep. build us a rocket. And he did um, a lot better than anybody else was doing at the time. Mm-hmm. Now, it's believed that it was easy to get to the moon. As the as, sorry, let's start that again. It wasn't as easy to get to the moon as the US actually anticipated. 
And this is why people think they faked it. Do you not? Do you think they faked it or not? Yeah. Um. You know what? I, I before before this podcast, I'm probably still gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna say fifty fifty. Before the podcast, I felt fifty fifty, and I still feel that way to a degree. I mean, could it have something to do with the the, the Van Allen radiation belts? Yeah, there is that. That's something I read about as well. Um, and apparently, it would be impossible to you know for a human yeah. to spend any time during like you know within them belts. I mean, they obviously are, are, yeah, I've read up and they, they reckon Stanley Kubrick. They reckon it's him who actually produced it in a sound, in a studio. To be honest, if if they, I I don't believe it was fake. I I believe it was real. But I think if they were going to fake it, I don't think they'd use someone like Stanley Kubrick to. To direct or produce it, it's it's, it's too well known it, and high profile. Yeah, you, it, you it, wouldn't even know who did it. Yeah, you wouldn't want any high profile names. You wouldn't approach anyone within no. the media or film industry because it, so the secret would get out. Well, you think if, even if things went sour with him, people would believe what he said. But if you just had a normal guy who knew what they were doing yeah. produce it, if he came out and went sour and said, "Oh, I I was the one who filmed it," or you could, mate. yeah, exactly. Who are you? You could easily turn I've got, everyone. I've got against a bit him. of evidence that there, in some of the pictures I've taken, there right. was a rock. Right. And one of them had the, the letter C on it. A rock. Where was the picture taken? Apparently on the moon. Well, okay. C. Yeah, but are we are we talking a shadow C? Are we talking? No, it was actually imprinted on a rock. Coincidence? Hmm. Okay. How about um? Where are we going? The lunar module itself. Yeah. What a ramshackle device. Yeah. Basically made of tinfoil, aluminium, and Kevlar. Great. Um, so obviously the, the craters on the moon. Yeah. How are they formed? Impacts. Impacts. Oh, great. So you have a ship that could crumple at any time, yeah. landing on a place that gets hit by asteroids. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but the Earth gets hit by asteroids all the time. And they, the reason they pick like the places like Sea of Tranquility is because there's not that many crater impacts there, which tells you that doesn't get hit that often. But why did then Neil Armstrong have to go? Because of the rocks. Which No, it's by formation. Why were there no stars in any of the pictures? I'm asking you this, Steve, because, because I need to do a bit Because of, of the, the way the light is. It's the, to be able to picture stars, you have to either have a really high ISO setting, so like a really intense sensor on your camera, or you need it to be really dark. The one thing about the moon surface is it's quite light, uh, light reflective. Because that's why it looks so bright in okay. our sky. As soon as the sun hits it, it drowns out every single bit of light. And because we were on that side of the sun, uh, that side of the moon, you wouldn't see the stars. Fair enough. It's also believed the actual US government actually actually executed the three astronauts on Apollo 1. What would be the reasoning behind that? Because they already knew and threatened to spill the beans on the moon landings being fake. Again, the thing is... NASA selects the best of the best and they go through all psych evaluations and everything. They would not have selected anyone who they thought or had fear who would spill the beans on anything. And that's the other thing, and that goes back to the, the point of you know, Stanley Kubrick. Why would they bring someone outside yeah. to the military into the equation in, you know, in the hope that he would keep quiet? No, fair enough. One that caught my eye about the conspiracy theories. I laughed when I read this. I can't believe I've actually put it on here. It was faked and filmed 
as the US government did not want anyone to know the earth was flat. I'm not even going to dignify that with an answer. I mean, I've been doing a lot of reading, and one of the theories that come up, they got into the they got to the moon, and upon exploration, found it to be hollow. I laughed at first, um, but the more I read about it, the more out there it seemed less. I, I don't know. Um, my, uh, I think it's Mikhail Vassin and Alexander Sherbakov. My Russian's poor, by the way. In Sputnik magazine. They quoted that the moon is not a natural satellite of the Earth, but a huge, hollowed-out planetoid fashioned by some highly advanced, technologically sophisticated civilization into an artificial, inside-out world which was steered into orbit around the Earth years ago. So, in other words, an ancient spaceship. I think they've been on the podcast. See, my thoughts on that is, well, I was always led to believe the moon was formed from an impact of Earth. Right? Yeah. Millions, millions, millions. No one hundred percent really knows, but that's yeah. what the that's yeah, what the data that's says. That's what the theory is. But then there's plenty of other planets in the solar system that have moons. Yeah. Are each one of them also hollow? Have they been steered there in place? This is. But if you think about it, if you were travelling long distances, like obviously space is infinite. Yeah. Obviously, the more, I mean, I suppose do aliens would they have to eat and and have sustenance like we do? Don't know. You don't know. You yeah, of course. Don't know. No one knows the makeup. Obviously, that's a, a great size ship because you can take infinity almost, really. How, how about this theory? That the moon, well, at one point, was a living entity. When you say living entity, what? Okay, um, Star Trek, I think it was Star Trek V, The Voyage Home, where that great big massive spaceship come along and it was more, rather than a spaceship with aliens, the ship was alive. Yeah, I, I think if it, if it had signs of life, we would see, like there would be river, like riverbeds and flows and stuff like that, you would see, I, I think that's... Okay, how about this one? Aliens on the moon. Listen to me out here. The moon landing, obviously as we know, was televised for the world to see. It was watched by, what, what do we say, half a billion half people? Half a billion people. However, not all was heard. There apparently, obviously, when you go up to space, you've got a NASA channel, but then there's a, another channel in case something goes wrong. Yeah. Apparently, Buzz Aldrin had reported to have had a strange series of communications with NASA about this. He said he was being watched by what he described as visitors. And up on a ridge, he could see installations and a row of UFOs. Now, I've seen various photos of the moon, and there's a lot of them that actually look like structures, domes, bases. I mean, it'd be a perfect space base. I mean, or is, it, or is it a watchtower of aliens watching us, making sure we ain't blowing stuff up like we do? Has or, Buzz Aldrin ever come out and said this publicly? Or is it... I'm going I'm, I'm to save that question for later, Stu, because okay. that's a very good question, and, and I've got a very good answer, which I think you're going to find interesting. Right, okay. I mean... Could it have portal on it? If you know, like obviously, like you have wormholes, is that where they come out of? It's like a door. Yeah. I mean, uh, do you have any theories yourself that you've you've heard of? You know, mm. um, apart from obviously what I suggested earlier about, uh, I mean, I, I'd always been under the impression it was just uh, remnants of an impact millions of years ago. 
uh, became a natural satellite of Earth, got caught in the Earth's orbit, and that's pretty much where it stayed ever since. I mean, for it to be hollow, it's quite a bold statement. I mean, uh, under what basis do we know or feel that they said it was hollow? I'll just ask them a question. Uh, also, if something is hollow of that size, how would it get its gravitational pull? Very good point. It's all about density. It's all about mass. Yeah. Especially when you're in space. That's a good point. But now we're going to move on to the conclusions and theories part, or fake, just conclusions. Do I think the moon landings were fake? No. Obviously, we're, we're all in agreement on that, right? Yep. I 100% believe they're real. You be yeah. Um, obviously, we got pictures of every space vehicle, well, almost, left on the moon. Yeah. We have a working scientific experiment. Yeah. And as per, oh, I know he's one of your favourites, Stu, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. Obviously, you had half a billion people see the rocket launch. Yeah. They had the blueprints for the rocket and capsule. You would have had to have faked every single document. In fact, it would have been easier to get to the moon than fake it. Yeah. And I did read an interesting stat. They reckon it would take over 400,000 people to keep keep it secret. Not knowing... Not you know. Exactly. Is it hollow? Uh, maybe. There's no evidence to. There's no evidence against. Hmm. Yeah, I think science tells you it's otherwise. Okay, fair enough. Unless we drill. Well, Which I'm surprised we didn't. I know we took samples. No, but the, the, the problem is, though, it's the weight of the stuff that you can carry to space. It's yeah, one thing no, I get it. carrying, like, supplies and equipment, but then as soon as you start talking about drills, like, even the cars that got left up there, they're, like, a couple of hundred kilos max yeah. just because of the sheer cost of per gram to take into yeah, space. I get you. I get you. And you've got to think as well, there's no, there's nothing valuable on the moon. We don't know that. Not that we're aware of. Yeah. So, I'm... at the moment, it's just a ball of rock. Okay. So, if it was if it had gold inside, you could imagine that by the mid-70s, there'd be a base up there and a mine, and we'd be shipping stuff back. Okay. Now, obviously, sentient being, I, I, I don't think that's real either. Um, no. I mean, there could be stuff out there like that, but not in our universe. Yeah, I, I don't think. I think it's, it's far too close um, sort of, uh, to Earth. I think we would have seen. All yeah, and if they're smart enough to to be able to travel across space to us and find us and monitor us, you wouldn't plant yourself on the moon. Yeah, this we is see the, it every single this day. This is the thing. You look at the most modern smartphones we've got. Some of the zoom technology they've got. I mean, anyone can get a really good close-up picture uh, on of the moon. Nikon make a camera that's got. 120 mil zoom on it and 120 time zoom and the pit is thousand pounds the pictures you can get of the moon are amazing stop promoting nikon Stu. <laughs> yeah, they don't pay us yet but nikon if you are out there um i'm willing to listen to offers now for the last one were there aliens on the moon now i'm going to save my answer to the end for this one right i'll ask you first rich aliens on the moon yes or no uh, again, I'm, I'm going to say no. Uh, again, why would you be able to travel, you know, who knows, millions of light years to get right here, to sit right on the Earth's doorstep? And for the technology that we have, although it would potentially be primitive to what they have, and not be able to see them, we would have seen a lot more of them. Okay, so how about 
we only ever see one side of the moon. I appreciate that. But then at the same time... But it's not like we haven't had spacecraft go round the other side yeah, of the moon. Yeah, because that's what they do a lot of the time, don't they? They, yeah. they, well, they launch around the other side of the moon mm. into the gravitational There's still orbiters pole. going around the moon now. Okay, let's think about this way. Area 51 has a base on the side of a mountain. Yeah. The moon would be ideal to hide a base like that. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you'd never know. I mean, but again, it's the infrastructure of... We would know if someone is going to the moon. Even if it was, even if NASA decided to have a top secret rocket takeoff, you would know about it. Okay, fair enough. So, same question to you, Stu. Um, do you reckon there are aliens on the moon? Yes or no? No. Fair enough. I believe in aliens, I just don't believe that they're on our... We're not lucky enough for them to be on our doorstep. I'm going to ask you both another question now. Yep. So, it's... Why haven't we been back? Because. See, this is a question I always ask myself. I mean, I think if we if we can do it, you know, we can do it once. We should be able to do it again. We I are. Mean, We're going back in the next year or two. I know, but why leave it? Because there's no, there's no monetary value of the moon. Hold on. How about this, though? We're trying to plan a mission to Mars, right? Yes. Would it not be easier to launch from the moon? That's what they're, they're going to do, something like that. But you've got to think, though, by the time you get all of your equipment to the moon, you've then got to land and take off again. That's a lot of energy. So what they're doing is they're going to send a rocket up into space, like lower for not lower, but higher for it, like probably between us and the moon, send another rocket up to that and refuel from the first to the second so it's got fuel and then go without landing or anything like that the landing you're adding another step of failure okay i mean guys girls this leads me to my conclusion and that famous question fact fiction or bullshit i can tell you for one i'd love to have gone into space like both for you boys maybe not you so much rich (laughs) and to visit an alien planet but barring that the moon would do right yep i mean let's get that right i mean even now people still look up at the moon and imagine what would it be like to walk on it, drive on it, maybe even stay on it? I mean, yep. look at the view you'd have every day. It's like when you look at the space station, you see the Earth, but from the moon, it's just a whole different animal, yeah, right? Yeah, you see the whole thing. I mean, that would be other mate. That'd be amazing. I mean, with all this talk of space stations and missions to Mars, I mean, it would be easier, like we just discussed, to create a moon base. Uh, it's just like, I remember that question, um, like, you know, is it aliens on the moon? I just... I'm going to come to that in a second. Because obviously, first I'm going to ask a question. Fact, fiction, or bullshit. Did we as a human species land on the moon? Fact, without a doubt. That's what I believe anyway. But, I mean, there's always a but. About the space age, it was all the rage in the 60s. Everyone had eyes on the stars. The space race had begun, and in 1969, man landed on the moon. Then in 1972, we stopped and never returned. Why? We as a human race are explorers, right? Miners. I mean, we mine straight away. Because we that's how you get your minerals. Definitely. And if there's money to be made, man will always find a way. I'm going to defend my, my, my answer to aliens being on the moon, because I believe there is. You've got to listen to... There's, when the Apollo 11 crew are going up there, mm-hmm. um, there's a cryptic message on the radio. It's on YouTube, so you can check it out. I will be posting pictures and videos and links. Um, they asked... Um, they asked Mission, mission Control, uh, where's the rocket booster? Obviously in relation to them. What they meant was, there's something outside our window. We don't know what it is. But please tell us it's the rocket booster. 
the answer to that question was it's over 6,000 nautical miles away. Yeah, but 6,000 nautical miles is a lot. But in the true reflection of travelling millions of miles, okay. it's not far. And you've got to think, it's not travelling at 10 miles an hour around the moon. It will be travelling at thousands of miles an hour around the moon. All I want to say as well, just quickly, before I go on to the next part, did any of you, any of you guys see that punch that Buzz Aldrin threw? Oh, what, the news reporter? Yeah. yeah. I actually didn't see it. Okay. We'll show you in a bit. Um, yeah. Basically, the, the news reporter got up to him, called him a fake, a fraud, and got right in his face. Buzz is not a guy you want to mess with. He just he just clocked him overhand right, and it it looked yeah, it looked absolutely right. painful. And at that age, I, I had to go respect because <laughs> how, how old was he then? That I don't oh, know. Oh, uh, yeah, probably during his pension. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Buzz Aldrin's always been fiery. Like he he refuses, he argues with people and just. Flat line refuses to answer their questions. He's probably that sick and tired of, of course being asked all of the time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know you've done something, but everyone's coming yeah. up there saying, did you fake it? Are you a liar? Are you a liar? Yeah. And suddenly, you're just going to burst, aren't you? You're just. I don't condone violence. He doesn't. That, he doesn't. Time I did. Us as a podcast, <laughs> we don't control, control violence. What I want to say is, the reason why I believe there's aliens on the moon, has any of you guys ever heard of Dr. Stephen Greer? No. He's the head of the Disclosure Project. Um, famous guy he gets like all like the top people from like various organizations cia nasa ministry of defense uh department of defense anybody high up in the echelons of u.s power if they've seen something they can go to him and he will disclose it it's weird because he's stephen Greer's dad actually worked on the apollo 11 mission so he goes up to these people who want to disclose this sort of thing Uh, and he asked neil armstrong because he knew him um, and basically, he was told, I can't. Um, it was stated that if he did come over and disclose what he'd seen, he, his wife, his kids, and his grandkids would all be killed. I mean, if there's nothing there, why make a threat like that? No, I know, but it's also, you've got to think, NASA are a secretive organisation. They have to be, because they don't want to be copied and all this. Stephen Greer's got over 900 top-level people that have already disclosed stuff. I know. I think, I think it's just a little bit different, isn't it? Yeah, but I don't understand why he, he would. Not exactly like it's a, a total stranger coming out to ask you. Okay. I mean, all you have to do. I'm, I'm, I don't often do this, uh, but the two documentaries that Stephen Greer's put out there, they're both independents. So what he puts in, he doesn't get told what to put in, what not to put in. One of them is unacknowledged. I highly recommend that one. It is absolutely mind blowing. And the other one is Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. Not as good, but a good watch. Um, and he backs everything up, in my opinion. And I believe that there are aliens on the moon. I just For us not to go back there, it's just... That's like saying, yeah, we got in that submarine and we went down to the bottom of Marianas Trench once. Nah, don't know how to do it again. But so, so, okay, so if there's aliens on the moon, so you're saying aliens, we went there, there was aliens, and they basically said, don't come back. Yep. But why are we going back in a couple of years? Okay, I could say I'm going to the shop tomorrow and not go. Yeah, but this is the moon. This is uh, you're saying that the aliens have told us not to come back. Yep. What what's different now? And the fact that Elon Musk is spending hundreds and hundreds of millions of pounds. Why would why would you spend that much money in designing this starship? Not not go to the moon. 
I don't think we're going to go back to the moon. I don't. But that's my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, what do you guys think? Do you guys think I'm Fruit Loop or I'm talking sense? Um, no, you know, I'd like to think we will go back to the moon again. It goes back to the whole, you know, I always wondered why we never went back. And, you know, maybe if it is any truth in what you're saying, they feel, you know, not telling the public about it is safer than them actually finding out about it. You know, yeah, we'll go back in a few more years. We'll go back in a few more years. Keep the people hoping. Ah, fair enough. Um, I just want to say thank you, both of you, for coming on this podcast. I know it's not normally your guys' cup of tea, but it means a lot to me. Um, so, we're all in agreement. It is fact. Fact. Ladies and gents, we went to the moon. And I believe there's aliens there. I don't uh, agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, I have my Facebook page and Instagram page of the same name, so please go check it out. Um, until next time, people. Many thanks for listening. And from me, I just hope you're all enjoying it. And I'm saying thanks for the love.